Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment. Your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And to find and search for the Our American Stories podcast, go to the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today we have the story of Esther Reed, a woman whom, during the Revolutionary War, went to great lengths to support the Continental Army. Professor Woody Holton 
of the University of South Carolina will be sharing with us her story. Here's Professor Holton. One of my favorite discoveries researching a book on the revolution was Esther Reed, the woman who stood up to George Washington and after she died, was plagiarized by Thomas Jefferson, but in a good way. She was born in Britain in 1746, and when she was in her uh, early 20s, she met a young man who was in Britain uh, for a legal education. His name was Joseph Reed, uh, and he was from America, and they two fell in love. The two of them married, and they moved back to America together in 1770. It's one of the amazing things about Esther Reed is just four years after moving to America, we have the first Continental Congress meeting in Philadelphia, and a bunch of the delegates had dinner with Esther and Joseph Reed, and one of them pronounced her a daughter of liberty. That is, she had already become a, a, a solid, enthusiastic patriot for the American cause, even though she'd only lived in America for four years. Her husband, Joseph, was also a great patriot. He became a secretary to George Washington and then adjutant general in the Continental Army. But that's also what got Joseph in trouble because in 1776, George Washington as commander in chief made a mistake. He should have evacuated a fort called Fort Washington on the Hudson River um, in what's now New York City, and Washington didn't, and the fort was captured with 6,000 men in it. Reed wrote a letter criticizing his commander-in-chief, George Washington, and to his great chagrin, George Washington accidentally, on purpose, opened this letter and saw that his protege, Joseph Reed, was criticizing him. And it really put a real pall in their relationship. They continued to work together, Washington and Joseph Reed. In 1779, Joseph Reed became the president of Pennsylvania. That was the highest office in this new state of Pennsylvania during the American Revolution. But I want to take you to the spring of 1780, which was the real low point of the revolutionary war. Near where I live, down in Charleston, South Carolina, the British captured not only the town of Charleston, but a 6,000-man continental army. And there were problems internal to America, too. The soldiers hadn't been paid, and they weren't getting their required amount of food or proper uniforms. And so, as George Washington put it, there was a mutiny and dissension throughout the army. I mean, one of the most amazing incidents of desertion was a bunch of continental soldiers. Here they are fighting for liberty, but they've just had enough. And so they mass deserted and we're going to, uh, this was in upstate New York, and they were going to go to a British fort up near Canada and desert to the other side. And their commanding officer had to resort to sending Oneida Indians. They're one of the Six Nations of the Iroquois to go capture these Americans who had uh, tried to desert to the British. And the Oneidas did catch up with them and killed uh, 13 of them. 
Some escaped, some were brought back uh, to face justice. It was dark days, and in one sense, it was literally dark days because there was a, a weird thing that happened in the heavens uh, on, in May uh, of 1780. Uh, the, in the middle of the day, the sky went dark. And people knew from their almanacs when there was going to be an eclipse, and this was not an eclipse. It just suddenly went dark, and the whippoorwills sounded, and the, and the, the cocks crowed and all, all that. And many people believed, oh my God, we're having darkness in the middle of the day. This is the end of the world. And it sort of made sense given that how bad things were going for the Patriot side. Um, it eventually went away and historians think that what really had happened was um, forest fires up in Maine um, had put so much smoke into the air that it blackened the, the sky farther south. It really sort of symbolizes that these were dark days for the Americans. And this is where Esther Reed becomes part of the story. She wanted to do something to improve the morale of the soldiers that were uh, already enlisted. And so she came up with this idea of getting the women of Philadelphia to go door to door and raise money and then divide it up among the troops as a special gift uh, among the soldiers. And uh, just as a way of telling them that they uh, had not been forgotten. That was her great fear was that, you know, and this happens a lot in, in our country and as well as other countries. Uh, people who are not having to go fight the war forget about the troops. And she really wanted them to know that they were remembered. But she had a problem in organizing this effort. And that was that women in those days, or at least ladies in those days, weren't supposed to go out knocking on strangers' doors. They really weren't supposed to be in the street alone. And you've been listening to Woody Holton of the University of South Carolina share with us the story of Esther Reed. And he's setting the table. And people who think we're facing hard times today just don't understand what hard times were and how what our troops were going through. Well, we could have lost it. They could have just left. And efforts like this from Esther Reed changed the game, changed the calculus, the morale of the troops. Think about it. They weren't paid. And indeed, they were deserting en masse. When we come back, more of this remarkable story of Esther Reed, the story of the founding of our country and our first war and our first civil war here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, Boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash O-A-S. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we continue with our American stories. We've been listening to Professor Woody Holton, 
of the University of South Carolina share with us the story of Esther Reed. Esther was born British, but moved to America after marrying her patriot husband, Joseph Reed, who would, by the way, become the president of Pennsylvania. The Patriots had experienced some devastating losses in the war, and Esther had begun to worry about the morale of our troops. So she decided to raise money for them and was encouraging other women to do the same back again as women, back when women did not knock on doors. Let's return to Woody. She had to sell them on the idea of doing this, so she published this extraordinary thing uh, in the newspaper called Sentiments of an American Lady, uh, where she made the case that American women, just like American uh, men, were born for liberty. And she also cited examples of role models, you could say, of women in history who had stepped out and made serious changes. And she mentioned, for instance, uh, Elizabeth, who was one of the most powerful monarchs that uh, England had ever had. The example of Catherine the Great of Russia, another powerful woman. And she used an an interesting expression in her essay, Esther Reed did, to describe what what, uh, Catherine the Great and what Elizabeth I had done. And that was, she said they had extended the empire of liberty. She, Esther Reed, was the first person ever to use that phrase, empire of liberty, uh, for an earthly matter. That is, people had used empire of liberty as a euphemism, an expression for heaven. So she wrote, she published this essay um, and got a lot of other women involved. They had a committee of 39, that is three, uh, representing each of the 13 states, and they raised a ton of money. Everything's going pretty well with the fundraising until Esther Reed wrote Commander-in-Chief George Washington saying, okay, we've raised all this money. Uh, we need to figure out the practical matter. We'd like to involve Martha Washington in distributing the money to the troops. And George Washington wrote back saying, hold on. I know my men. These are mostly guys in their 20s, some younger than that. And if you give them cash money, they're going to go out and blow it on liquor. And so not only will they not have anything of value for that, but I'll have a drunken army to confront the British with. And so I don't want direct gifts of cash to the soldiers. Here's what I want you to do instead. I want you to go out and buy a bunch of cloth, uh, linen cloth, and, and you women use that cloth to sew shirts for the soldiers. And Esther Reed wrote back saying, well, we don't want to do it that way because we don't want to give the soldiers something they need. We want to give them something they want. That is, the army owes uniforms, including shirts, to its soldiers. And so it's your job, George Washington, she was saying as tactfully, as she could. He was a very intimidating guy even then. It's your job to provide the clothing for the soldiers. So so we don't want to give them something that they're supposed to be getting anyway. We want to give them something nice. Well, George Washington wrote back saying, shirts, it should really be shirts. So she did give in and said, okay, we'll make the shirts. One of the things I discovered was, yes, she gave in on the shirts, but she didn't give in on another matter. And that involves knowing that Pennsylvania politics was very divided. Um, It wasn't Republicans and Democrats then. It was 
uh, Republicans and constitutionalists, and a very different Republican Party from the one we have today. Those were her husband's enemy. He was a member of the Constitutionalist Party. Anyway, Washington had said, hey, I want you to buy cloth with this money, but I want you to put the money in this new bank, a private bank, started by a bunch of these Republican politicians in Pennsylvania. And she wrote back basically saying, but, you know, this thing was started by my husband's enemies. And if I put the money in there, they're going to give me bank notes in return, sort of IOUs. And that money will be worth less than the money that I put in. And that, that's going to hurt my cause. And so she stood up to George Washington. She said, no, that makes her a very rare person. You know, she was only 33 years old standing up to George Washington. And ladies were not supposed to do that. But they collect all this money, they spent it on cloth, and then did comply with what Washington desired about the shirts. And the women ended up making 2,000 shirts to give to Continental soldiers. And one of the fun little flourishes is that each woman sewed her name uh, into the back of the shirt so the soldier would know that there was one particular woman who had done this for him. And again, her whole point was to show that they were remembered. The saddest part of this story comes on September 18, 1780, when they're right in the middle of sewing these shirts. And when she suddenly came down with an attack of dysentery uh, and died uh, on September 18, 1780, uh, at the age of only 33. The campaign continued without her. One other thing to say about uh, Esther Reed's death is that generally when women died in those days, if they were famous, like her, she's the, the wife of the highest official in the state, they'll put an obituary, but they're always very general and really interchangeable. Oh, she was wonderful wife, wonderful mother, um, but nothing specific about them. But when she died, they did do the generic obituary, but then they also specifically talked about this amazing effort that she had done on behalf of the soldiers. And in fact, the newspaper speculated that one reason for her death was imposing on herself too great a part of the task. Like 7,000 soldiers who died of British bullets and another 20,000 soldiers who died of disease during the war. In a sense, she had given her life for the cause. As I said, the effort continued, and it's a good thing it did, too, because on January 1st, 1781, just a couple months after she died, there was a mutiny among the Pennsylvania soldiers of the Continental Army over all these issues, like not getting their pay and not getting proper clothing and food uh, that had been promised to them. And they actually marched towards Philadelphia. Or most interesting they did to appease the soldiers was they gave each, gave each of them a shirt. And so many of these mutinying soldiers were was brought back to being a loyal soldier again by being given one of these shirts that Esther Reed uh, and these other women uh, had produced. So that's one thing that happened after her death. Another thing is that Thomas Jefferson wrote one of his most famous letters. He, of course, is most famous for writing the Declaration of Independence, but um, he's also coined some of the best-known phrases that we use when we talk about the American Revolution today. 
So and one of those was Empire of Liberty. He was the first person to describe the United States as an empire of liberty. And it's an, it's an interesting expression because we don't always associate liberty with empire, but he was hoping that the United States could become an empire of liberty. But you might remember that when I was talking about the essay that Esther Reed wrote in June of 1780 called Sentiments of an American Woman, in that essay, she became the, became the first person to use the phrase empire of liberty for anything other than as a, as a word for, as a phrase for heaven. And she sent that essay to Martha Jefferson, the wife of Thomas Jefferson, the governor of Virginia. So I can't prove this, but I'm pretty sure that Thomas Jefferson got that phrase, Empire of Liberty, not out of his amazingly creative brain, but he borrowed that idea from the late Esther Reed. And a terrific job on the production by Faith Buchanan, and a special thanks to Professor Woody Holton, professor at the University of South Carolina, and his book, Liberty is Sweet, The Hidden History of the American Revolution. And by the way, the role women played, we talk a lot about that here on the show, and we'll continue to do so. American women were born for liberty, Esther Reed said. Those words would make it to Jefferson's pen and change the world. The story of Esther Reed, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. And we continue with Our American Stories. Annie Oakley was a shooting star, a magician whose magic wand was a gun. Right-handed, left-handed, on a horse, through a mirror. She couldn't miss. In a time when women were only expected to fire up the oven, Annie Oakley fired her way to fame as the world's greatest sharpshooter. In her personal life, she was a sharpshooter as well. She was devoted to her marriage and to her faith. Here to tell the story is Ashley Lubinsky. Ashley is the former co-host of Discovery Channel's Master of Arms, the former curator in charge of the Cody Firearms Museum, and president of the Gun Code LLC. Here's Ashley. One of the most famous women in American history has become the subject of legend and speculation and adoration. Annie Oakley, who is a famed markswoman that lived in the late 19th through the 20th century, is known for a lot of different colorful history. And she actually comes from really humble beginnings. She was born Phoebe Ann Moses in 1860 in Dark County, Ohio. and. Pretty much tragedy followed a lot of her younger life. Her father passed away around the time she was eight, and as a means to support her mother and her siblings, she started hunting. And she would be so successful with the hunting that at some point uh, she would pay off her mother's mortgage. So she definitely had a lot of skill, even for a very young woman. But as she's doing this, there are a lot of other things that go on in her life that aren't talked about. And one of them is that she suffered from pretty extreme abuse. When she was a little bit older in 1870, she and her sister were actually sent off to go to a school and she was kind of 
It's almost like indentured servitude without being indentured servitude. Uh, she was basically put into this family so that she could work and make money and that they would educate her. It would have been great had those people not been incredibly abusive and not really held up their end of the bargain for the educational component. So fortunately, she was reunited with her family years later and she continued to support the family through the means that she knew how, through hunting. And it's that sporting part of her life that would ultimately make her famous. And the story goes that in the 1870s, although there are some people that claim it could have been 1881, when she was 15 years old, a famed marksman came into her town and was basically challenging people all over the country, uh, peacocking, if you will, to try to see if people could beat him. You know, he was well-known, everybody knew Frank Butler, and it's kind of ironic that people knew Frank Butler then, and now we don't really remember Frank Butler, and we only know Annie, and partly because she won. <laughs> As a teenager, she did accept the challenge and she beat Frank Butler. And while you might think a lot of men would be a little bit upset about that, he found it very attractive. And uh, he ultimately courted her and they got married about a year later. And they started traveling together and he already had a, a partner that he was doing kind of shooting exhibitions with. And so she started kind of traveling along there and she got her start shooting with Frank, but she quickly uh, got involved with a man named William F. Cody that people tend to know better as Buffalo Bill. And Butler, too, was a part of all of this, you know, kind of world for Buffalo Bill's Wild West. And he did serve as kind of her manager of sorts, in addition to continue being a world record-setting shooter. And so they decide that they're going to join the fanfare and the real movement that becomes Buffalo Bill's Wild West. Now, if you're not familiar with that, it is what we would call a Wild West show. Although it's important to note that Buffalo Bill did not call his Wild West ever a show because he argued that it was a specific reenactment of how the West truly was. And now they did do stagecoach scenes, they did do different, recreated different military battles, but obviously uh, it was a little bit more glamorized than it really was. But he also employed a huge number of people that he traveled around the world with. So Annie gets to basically see the entire world uh, by the time she's in her early 20s. And she makes a name for herself doing a lot of different things. Uh, she does shoot shotgun, which she's super well known for, but she was a pistol shooter and she was also a rifle shooter. And so the versatility of what she did is really pretty impressive. One of the things that she would do is she would ride a bicycle. So she did do mounted shooting on a horse, but she would actually ride a bicycle. She was really well known for riding her bike everywhere. It was kind of synonymous with her image. And so she would ride a bicycle and use a shotgun or a smooth bore lever action rifle. A smooth bore lever action rifle is kind of an oxymoron because it basically is a quote unquote rifle that's been converted to not have any rifling so you can fire a shotgun shot out of it. Uh, it's a little bit safer than um, using an actual projectile when you are in an arena full of people. So one of the things that she would do, she would do it on horseback, she would also do it on the bike, is that they would launch glass balls into the air and she would shoot them out of the sky. 
And this type of firearm was actually really important because there's this great, potentially apocryphal story that the reason they switched from solid bullets to shot with these iconic Western firearms was that during a performance in an arena, they actually, the bullet went beyond the arena and broke a greenhouse window. Now, we don't know if that's true, but it's, it's not without the one, you know, outside the realm of possibility. She also carried several revolvers with her and did a lot of tricks with that. But really some of the most impressive things she did was with a 22 caliber, so it's a really small caliber lever action rifle. So it's something that's specifically geared towards target shooting. And one example that I'll give you is on March 10th, 1893, Annie put on a very memorable display where she fired 25 shots in 27 seconds from this 22 caliber lever action rifle, punching one ragged hole in the middle of an ace of hearts. So <laughs> pretty accurate and also awesome. And this kind of became synonymous with getting into their performances, uh, that people would basically have these playing cards and uh, it was the Ace of Hearts and it was almost like your free ticket to the theater. So she was able to do speed, she was able to do accuracy. And even though you might not be familiar with all of the different firearms and weapons that she utilized, you know, a lot of people know and have seen the images of her uh, holding a rifle backwards, looking through a mirror and splitting a playing card in half at distance. She also snuffed out candles uh, and did a whole host of other things. But she wasn't without some difficulties. Now, you would think everybody loved Annie, and, and, and they, they did for the most part. And nowadays, she's basically, you know, her demure attitude, her femininity, that's something that is, you know, totally iconic to so many people. But what people don't know is that even though she was all of these things, wholesome, pure, talented, there was a lot of speculation about whether she was as good as she was. And there's a meme that goes around a lot of times. It's a, a photo of Annie Oakley, and it says, when a man hits a target, they call him a marksman. When I hit a target, they call it a trick. I never really liked that very much. So this is shared everywhere by pretty much everyone. Um, it's a great you know, statement on, <laughs> on the talent of women maybe being subverted by a male-dominated culture. However, we don't think she actually ever said that even though, you know, don't believe everything you read on memes, but there's no evidence that she ever said that direct quote. Although we do know from an interview she did with the Rod and Gun and Country House Chronicle that the interviewer said, you know, do people ever insinuate that there is some trickery about your shooting? Insinuate, she cried. On one occasion, the audience became so persuaded that the targets contained some explosive which broke them as I fired that they appointed a committee to investigate the matter. So she might not have said that really kind of beautifully rounded up quote, but she did know that people sometimes doubted her abilities. And so much so that I, I haven't found the evidence of the committee, but I, I believe her that <laughs> there was one. And we're listening to Ashley Lipinski tell the remarkable story of Annie Oakley. And when we come back, more of Annie's life story here on Our American Stories. Yeah. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. And we continue with Our American Stories and the story of Annie Oakley. Let's pick up with Ashley Lebinsky. Ashley is the former co-host of Discovery Channel's Master of Arms, the former curator in charge of the Cody Firearms Museum, and president 
of the Gun Code LLC. Here's Ashley. The other thing that she entered a lot of conflict was, was there was another very talented shooter in the Buffalo Bills circuit, and her name was Lillian Smith. She went by the California Huntress, as Annie Oakley went by Annie Oakley and Little Shoreshot. And Lillian could not have been more different than Annie Oakley. She was brash, she swore, she wore quote-unquote provocative clothing for the time, and she was younger than Annie. And there's a lot of speculation around the rivalry um, that they had, but there is some belief that Annie did change her age because she was 11 years uh, Lillian Smith senior when Lillian Smith came onto the stage with Buffalo Bill. And believe it or not, Buffalo Bill really favored Lillian Smith, and, and the media did um, too. And that's not to say they didn't like Annie, but they really were fascinated by this different type of woman that was also very skilled. And a good example of that actually goes to a performance that uh, Annie Oakley and Lillian Smith did uh, in England. Basically, there was a lot of double standards that were put onto Annie and Lillian. And Annie really felt like the press was kind of cruel to her when she saw Lillian Smith as someone that was boastful, prideful, kind of too out there. And one example that's uh, really interesting was on a tour of England, Oakley was actually vilified for shaking the hand of Prince Edward's first wife. The funny thing about that was the press kind of, they were all over it. How dare you? That's so, you know, disrespectful. Lillian Smith also shook her hand and she received no press on the subject matter. And the feud kept getting worse and worse. And what some people may not know is that Annie actually left Buffalo Bill's Wild West for a period of time while Lillian Smith um, kind of continued on. She was tired of the favoritism with Buffalo Bill. um, And she just, she had had enough for the time being. And she was talented. She didn't really need them to some extent. But she did have some great times during that initial run. And one of the things was she actually, well, this is according to the story. It sounds mildly mortifying, but I believe she could have done it. But she performed for Queen Victoria, King Umberto of Italy, and then um, the president of France. And the story goes that she allegedly shot the ashes off of a cigarette held by the newly crowned Kaiser Wilhelm II, which in some dark humor, you feel like maybe she could have missed and it would have got better for history, but she was too good for that. And so if the story is true, she definitely uh, showed off her abilities for everyone. Annie Oakley does ultimately go back to Buffalo Bill's Wild West um, and she's a part of the performance until 1902. For so many different reasons, Annie Oakley was really ahead of her time. And throughout her life, she would actually be a a fierce advocate for women's right to self-defense. And there's a lot of images and stories depicting Annie Oakley training women uh, in shotguns and target shooting and self-defense. And it's believed that she actually taught over 15,000 women during her lifetime. There's images of her at different firearms clubs with, you know, lines of women learning how to shoot shotguns. Because according to Annie, she said, quote, I would like to see every woman know how to handle guns as naturally as they know how to handle babies. Now, that might be controversial today, but it was certainly something that she was trying to advocate for safety. Uh, And that's something we should always remember, that even though it might not be something other people agree with in the culture of the time, this was something that she believed in and worked really hard to teach women to basically 
take care of themselves in a time when that was a, a very progressive concept. And I would say it's fascinating too because the firearms market really kind of got behind her on that and were marketing to women for self-defense. They were marketing to women to be target shooters in their own culture of the time way. But she really believed that women should be strong they should be able to protect themselves and she did so to the point where she wanted women on the battlefield and she believed that that's that they could do it and she supported it even if the government wasn't ready for that she also tried to get women more involved in the military and the first time she did that was she wrote to president mckinley in 1898 and she offered the government the services of 50 lady sharpshooters who would provide their own arms and ammunition which is pretty impressive um should the US go to war with Spain. So we do know that the US did go to war with Spain, the Spanish-American War, but the name that we associate with that war is Theodore Roosevelt and his Rough Riders. Although Theodore Roosevelt was also a fan of Annie Oakley. So her initial attempt to get women on the battlefield was denied by the president. And unfortunately that would come into play during World War 1 where she would make a similar offer to have women come and you know be a part of the military and that was denied once again. There's this kind of if you look at World War 1, World War 2 history with the involvement of women, uh, a lot of times women would uh, work the communication lines during World War 1 and even by World War 2 when women were actually a part of marksmanship units that was really downplayed um in other parts of their roles were, you know, what the government wanted to focus on. So, she was ahead of her time in that, but she made the offers even though they were rejected. And uh she kind of continues to set world records for the rest of her life, but she is very much impacted by a train accident in 1901 um where she is greatly injured. There are a few other things that um kind of happen around this time period that uh weaken her ability to continue on as a performer. Uh she was actually locked in a public bathhouse and almost died. And then the other one was that people uh, argued that perhaps, you know, being around so much ammunition from that time period might have caused a lot of lead poisoning. And so she was wearing wigs towards the end. But one of the things that I really like about the Annie Oakley story is that she and Frank Butler truly loved each other till the very end. You know, you've got a strong successful man and a strong successful woman who supported each other throughout their whole lives and they end up dying really close together uh which is kind of romantic when you think about it but since her passing there have been so many popular culture renderings of Annie Oakley Annie get your gun which is I haven't seen it in a long time but it definitely uh obfuscates a little bit of Annie's importance uh in terms of the shooting competition where she does let a man win but that you know kind of took off still popular today there was a television series uh that was called Annie Oakley and nowadays it's kind of interesting because while you know our culture is very divided uh, about a lot of firearms things Annie Oakley is probably a name that everybody knows regardless of their involvement with um firearms or target shooting and so she really did bridge that gap between a male dominated community in the late 19th century and then being someone that people did respect and that she was a fierce advocate and that that didn't hurt her reputation when she decided to fight for women's rights you know she just was this wonderful character in history that while there's a lot of legends about who she was and what she did and there's a lot of 
and a mythology surrounding the image that Annie portrayed in the time period and how we kind of see her today. She was truly a, a force to be reckoned with and we haven't really found, other than a rivalry with Lillian Smith, we haven't really found a lot bad about her. Uh, I think the only thing you could possibly say is there's this crazy story about, uh, basically she got accused by 55 newspapers of having a cocaine habit where she was you know, seen in Chicago um, trying to steal someone's pants. <laughs> I think to sell for cocaine, but nobody is going to do that to Annie Oakley. And it was actually some woman who was using her name with a different spelling. And she, she sued all of those newspapers in 154 out of 51 of those trials. So perhaps it was her fierce ability to stand up for her reputation and who she was, why that's who we remember, and not any gossip that could have happened during the time period in the papers. And a terrific job on the production by Greg Hengler. And a special thanks to Ashley Lebinsky, and she is the co-host or the former co-host of the Discovery Channel's Master of Arms. And what a classic American story of rising above your circumstance. Born Phoebe Ann Moses in rural Ohio, her dad dies at the age of eight, and she uses her shooting skills to feed the family. And of course, that leads to that epic challenge where gunslinger Frank Butler comes to town, and Annie beats him. And interestingly, Frank finds that attractive, and still to this day, that's a quality that's sort of rare, but back in the day, almost impossible. Butler became her manager. There was time at Buffalo Bill's Wild West. What Annie became known for was not only her skill sets with a gun, but her fierce advocacy for women's right to self-defense. She taught 15,000 women over her lifetime. As Lebinsky said, she wanted women to handle guns as confidently as they handled babies. A true women's empowerment story, Annie Oakley's story, here on Our American Stories. Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth no matter who you are. Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P.com. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.